and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. everybody it's part two of our royal ascot special from us today today we're looking at the group one commonwealth cup from friday and the jubilee stakes on the saturday ascot card we will also give our best of the rest for both the friday and the saturday royal ascot cards before that though morning ben and uh, good week uh, so far at royal ascot morning tony yeah yeah very happy how things have been going so far some uh, brilliant results analysis guides have been taking along sweetly, but um, I don't think we can crack on with Friday and Saturday analysis until we mention your outstanding result in the Royal Hunt Cup on Wednesday. You put up both Jimmy Hendrix <laughs> and Sonny Liston in the last pod blast, and what happened? Only went to finish first and second, 22-1, to 25-1. Take a bow, big man. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, I didn't get the tricast though, innit? <laughs> nah, you can't have everything, mate. You can't have everything. Yeah, that was some performance by uh, Jimi Hendrix on that side. He finished, there was 14 racing over that side, and he beat him by nine lengths. That was Absolutely insane performance. Miles ahead of them, and probably wasn't even the best place to be. Yeah, 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 absolutely, was, yeah. Oh, blinding performance. But uh, as Pur- Lee, Lee alluded to on... Talksport been on there all week with with the lads and uh, uh, Lee said he never runs uh, he never runs the same race twice. Uh, Jimmy Hendrick, so yeah, that'd be uh, be interesting to see uh, how he goes. But uh, let's crack on and uh, the Royal Ascot action still to come. We'll start with the Commonwealth Cup due off at three o five today uh, on day four. The Royal Meeting Group One over six furlongs trip. Uh, ben, can you start us off with the Commonwealth Cup? Commonwealth Cup, Tony up eight previous renewals of this three-year-old Group 1 sprint. Um, and there are a few trends beginning to emerge to help us narrow the field. Uh, the eight winners were all rated 107+, plus, had previously run at Group level and had no more than seven UK or Irish career starts. Seven of the eight winners had previously won a Group 1 or a Group 2. Now, strict application of those trends... We leave the following shortlist Little Big Bear, Sakir, Lazu, and Noble Style. A Little Big Bear sits at the head of the market, and what I say, I get that. I'm not convinced he should be as short as evens or 11 or 10. Obviously, come the finish of the race, I might be like, ah, evens, fair enough. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. Not, not as an evens shot. Anyway, I'm happy enough to look elsewhere. And it would be Lazou for Rafe Beckett and Frankie Dettori, who currently interests me the most. She was clearly a non-stayer in the 1,000 guineas last time out. But prior to that, she had shown some excellent form over shorter trips, including a win in the Group 3, in a, a Group 3, sorry, over six furlongs at Ascot last July. Also came on good to firm ground. The Phillies have won two of the eight renewals of the Commonwealth Cup, and Phillies with one to nine previous career starts and starting at an SP of 11 to one or less. They've returned figures of first, third, second, fifth, first, fourth, and third, which is 
two wins and three places from seven qualifiers. And I think around eight to one for Lazio looks pretty generous to me. Uh, Sakir for Roger Varian, I think he's also worthy of some interest. Varian, he's had a string in decent enough form at Ascot so far this week. Sakir is also another drop-in trip after a non-staying effort last time out. Uh, 2,000 guineas for, for him. Uh, three of the eight winners of the Commonwealth Cup were actually dropping down from a run over a longer trip on their last start. You look at horses in the Commonwealth Cup that ran in a group race over seven furlongs or a mile last time out, were rated above 1-1-3 and had previously won at Group 1 or Group 2 level. You get three winners from six qualifying horses. Now, Sakir and Lazoo both fit that start, and I'm happy enough to play them both against the red-hot O'Brien favourite. Tony, what have you got for the Commonwealth Cup? Yeah, looking at last eight um, Commonwealth Cups, uh, runners coming into the race, the Group 2, Sandy Lane at, uh, at Haydock, the Sandy Lane stakes at Haydock have a good record in this, and it's represented uh, his little big bear, bombed out in the 2000 Guineas before winning the uh, Sandy Lane at uh, at Newmarket, which uh, which I think, um, at Haydock rather, um, uh, which I think was quite impressive, and I will be with him today, even though it's uh, even monies, and I don't usually like putting up even money favourites, but I think he'll have too much for some of these. Back to winning ways at Haydock last month uh, in a key race for this contest, uh, the Sandy Lane Stakes. At Haydock. I also like Sakia. I wouldn't put anybody off going each way on Sakia. Uh, distance winner. Finished seven lengths adrift of uh, of the winner in the 2000 Guineas when last seen in May. And uh, a drop back to uh, this trip will suit, uh, um, I think. And uh, Lazoo as well is also, as you as you on your shortlist, uh, winner over course and distance, landing the spoils in the Group 3 Keeneland Stakes. Uh, last July, possibly needed the run on seasonal debut in the, if you need a run in the uh, in the Guineas. He, uh, he finished eighth of twenty behind Marge, and uh, or she rather, and uh, what one at uh, one, f- uh, uh, well one Colt at a uh, at a bigger price, who uh, finished second to Little Big Bear, one and a quarter lengths behind Little Big Bear, and that should have been a ring. Uh, massive price considering he finished one and a quarter lengths behind Little Big Bear, uh, winner of a listed contest at Newmarket earlier this month, beating seven rivals, uh, three quarters of a length, and uh, second in the sandy lane behind Little Big Bear. So I'll be going uh, possibly Little Big Bear, even money, even though I won't be steaming in, but uh, a decent each way bet, or a, a small uh, sporting each way bet on uh, should have been a ring. At uh, at around twenty eight to one, thirty three to one, and uh, it says it possibly flattered, but it's been in some decent decent form recently. So there's no reason why. Uh, and Richard Hanlon will have it uh, have the uh, Havana Gray Colt uh, spot on. It's Royal Ascot, and um, I mean some of the prices this week, dear God, uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so any other fancies on day four of Royal Ascot, Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm going to dive into the minefield that is the Palace of Holyrood House Stakes. Oh, uh, closing race long. on day four. Yep. Just wait for this one, Tony. Uh, closing <laughs> race, day four, five furlong handicap at 6.10. I'm shooting for a, a massive price in this one. And that is Brave Nation from Michael Bell, James McDonald. Freely available at 66 to 1, even 88 to 1 in places. Now, 
I just don't think Brave Nation stays six furlongs. So I was not surprised to see him beaten by 10 lengths plus on his two starts this season, both over six furlongs. But the runs were not wasted because he's been dropped a hefty seven pounds for the runs and he's now 11 pounds below his opening mark of 101. That was given to him last summer after running a close fourth uh, in the Norfolk Stakes at last season's Royal Ascot where he also met interference late in the day. Uh, he's been gelded since his last run. Michael Bell first time geldings aged 3-5 to five in handicaps that have had no more than one career win. They show up really well on the stats uh, in recent years anyway. 12 winners from 41 runners 29% win strike rate, over 31 points profit. Uh, win and place are 18 from 41, which is a 44% strike rate. Uh, and I'm banking on the drop back to five furlongs and the gelding operation to allow Brave Nation to outrun his massive 66 to 1 or bigger odds. Um, anything else, Tony, Friday, any Jimi Hendrix, Sonny Liston style forecasts? <laughs> 80 to 1 Brave Nation with Paddy Power, William Hill and Betfair. Yeah, big price. Blimey. Big, big price. We'll have to have a look at that, mate. Blimey. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, yeah, big one. Yeah, we've got, I've got, uh, I do like Meditate, um, uh, winner of the Albany at this meeting last year and still in good form to land the spoils at the Curran, a Group 2 contest and a big winner at the Breeders' Cup. I think uh, Meditate can beat the favourite in the Coronation Stakes at 420 and uh, at 2.30, the first race of the day, do it with style each way. One on sole start at the Curra in a six furlong maiden at the start of uh, last month. Beating eight rivals by length. Odds of three to one when well fancied. And uh, do it with style with a big price is each way in the 2.30, the Albany. And then meditate once again in the Coronation Stakes at for 20. Right, we move on to day five of Royal Ascot. Tomorrow, the Jubilee Stakes, due off at 3.40 on Saturday. Uh, uh, ben, uh, any idea on the Jubilee Stakes? I've got uh, I've got a th- shortlist of three here at the minute. Um, how, how's yours looking? Yeah, I've got a shortlist of four. Uh, some trends to help narrow the, the field in this Group 1 sprint. Uh, 15 last 15. Official rating of 111+. Plus. And we're rated no uh, no less than eight pounds below the top rated horse, and fourteen in the last fifty winners had no more than sixteen UK or Irish career starts, and had previously run at Group One or Group Two level. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest; I'll properly start looking at this race later on after the pod because uh, obviously I'll be covered for my members. But the shortlist I have currently is Artorius, Sacred. Al Suhail and the Astrologist. Now, Al Suhail, he brings a relatively similar profile to last year's winner, Naval Crown. Uh, and he's a, he's a Charlie Appleby trained, and he spent the first part of the year racing out in Maidan. He's also similar to Naval Crown in that he's plied most of his trade so far over slightly longer trips than the six furlong trip he's racing on Saturday. Now, he can be a keen going sort. Um, and he has one off the front end of the pass. So I'm hoping they just let him get on with things in the early stages. And a seven furlong, one mile stamina, I can just see him hang on in the closing stages. So for now, I'm an Al Suhail man. Uh, I'll probably bring something else into the equation once I've had a proper look at the race. But Al Suhail is the one at the head of my list just now. Tony, what have you got for the Jubilee Stakes on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I've got um, Highfield Princess, King Ross and Sacred. Uh, 
top of the market at the minute. Um, Artorias, obviously the four to one favourite, um, third in this last year, and uh, returns here to where uh, he was only beaten three quarters of length, only by Naval Crown. But uh, I think if John and Sean Quinn are happy with the fitness of Highfield Princess and thinks she can come out and she's recovered. Uh, from her one-length defeat on uh, Tuesday uh, in the King's Stand Stakes when she was beaten a length, second of 17. Uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, they'll be happy with her. Course winner, distance winner, and uh, beaten 7-4 favourite. I think 11-2 is a cracking price tomorrow uh, in this uh, QE2, the Jubilee Stakes. Uh, King Ross, Kinross, rather. Um, I haven't seen since uh, November the Kingman... Uh, Gelding um, and in decent form, very good form last year, and he's about eight to one, and I do believe that is far too big. Course and distance winner, and uh, far too big for Frankie and uh, Rafe Beckett. Uh, Kinross far too big at eight to one, and Sacred, uh, another pair that's in good form this week. William Haggis and Tom Marquand currently nine to one. Uh, now this ran in this uh, in this race last year, finishing fifth of twenty four, beating a length in a bunch finish. So uh, yep, Sacred and uh, Kinross each way and a win bet on Highfield Princess if she lines up in the in the QE to the uh, Jubilee Stakes. You stopped Tony. That's going it. for I've got something for uh, yeah, so got any, any other fan? I haven't got anything other fans. I'm a bit like you. I, I'm going to have to look a bit more into um, a bit more into that. Uh, you know, the rest of the races, possibly um, Ben in uh, just just obviously. I've got a quick one, which is Canute in the five thirty-five, the Golden Gate Stakes. Uh, Aidan O'Brien, Ryan Moore. They expect this to improve immeasurably um, from uh, winning uh, earlier this month at uh, Navan. Canute seventy-two, five thirty-five tomorrow. Over to you, Ben. Cool. For the rest I, of your fancies. Yeah, I am. I'm going to another uh, big field straight track blast, and I'm going for the Wokingham Stakes this Ooh, time, Tony. Lovely. And I am going to look at the bucket sitting madman himself, Bielsa, for uh, Kevin <laughs> Ryan. He's a horse I, I know well. I've got plenty of detailed notes on him. Had some good success with him in the past. And he has his prime conditions to attack on Saturday in the Royal Hunt Cup. Now, if you look at Bielsa under following conditions, six furlongs, running off a break of 31 days or more, running from a mark of 100 or less, and running in a double-figure field, you find he has form figures of six wins, two places from 10 starts. Those six wins being all the six clear victories. Um I think he's a horse. It just he just needs prime conditions to run under, or he's just not going to perform. But Kevin Ryan, he's won this race twice. He's two others place since 2013. Um, from those 12 runners, he's saddled in that time frame. Um, the ones that have won and the ones you will look out for are runners that were rated 99, 100, or 100, 101 carry nine stone three or less. Now the Kevin Ryan runners in the Wokingham that met those very simple fillers um, have a form line of sixth, first, third, second and first. Bielsa, Bielsa meets that micro Kevin Ryan Wokingham stakes trend. Um, 
he has his own prime conditions and Bielsa is my best of the rest bet for Saturday at Royal Ascot. Bielsa. And and he'll get to the rail as well, drawn 25. Because he yeah, needs the rail, I feel, uh, as he won the uh, Air Gold Cup, didn't he, in 2021? He, he did. Right up the rail, which helped he him did all that. the way. So he's Virtue. drawn 25 of 28, I think, is there? 29 in this? Something like that. 28. He'll, he'll get the. He'll definitely draw 25. Hopefully, Shane will know the horse and well, Sheen, tell him to get his back. He rode him last time out, yeah. Sheen Murphy rode him last time out, so you'll know him well. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Kevin Ryan knows exactly what Bielsa needs. So yeah, well, he's, he's a good. I think he's a good price. He's something like, what is he, 18? Yeah, 16-1, 18-1. 20, yeah, that's a cracking price, I think, for Bielsa. I think he'll be primed for this. Um, go on your bucket sitting mental case. <laughs> Do it for them. <laughs> All right, then. Cheers, Ben. And uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast Part 2 of our Royal Ascot special. Hope it's, uh, it's as successful as Part 1. Hopefully we've uh, helped you find some winners and placed horses over the five days of Royal Ascot uh, in a pod blast as well. Um, we are moving on. Uh, and remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on uh, Epic Radio weekdays between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. and then Shadow Radio from 7 a.m. Uh, to 9 a.m. where um, Ben gives us his Ben's 90s blasters. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, or bangers. Do you, do you want to call it bangers, Ben, or blasters? Yeah, bangers. Bangers, isn't it? Nineties bangers. Ben's it's more of a nineties thing. Bangers, yeah, it's great. So, what what did I play this morning? Um, we had uh, 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 cast, cast, yeah, all right, all right, and stereophonics bartender and a thief. There you go. You're missing out if you're not listening between seven a.m. and nine. Ben's nineties bangers. Uh, you can get more from Ben over on narrowinthefield.co.uk. Until next time, it's uh, thanks for us. Cheers, Ben. Cheers on it. <laughs> Sustain a drink of coffee. Yep. <laughs> Big thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, have a great weekend. Hope you enjoy uh, what's left of Royal Ascot. <laughs>